What's up, everybody, and welcome back. I am Oscar Barkas, and over Skype is my man, Sam McFadden. And welcome into episode 19 of the SOS Fantasy Football Podcast. We're back. People thought... Yeah, we've been uh, MIA for Far too long. And we're very sorry about that. Uh, People started questioning whether we'd ever come back. Yeah, uh, yeah. But we're here. Uh, Partly poor planning, partly uh, life getting in the way. But we uh, we've o- overcome it all, and we're back to give you uh, what you've been craving. And and you know this last minute for week two, uh, we're hoping to give some week one updates, um, address some questions that we put up earlier in the off season, and uh, then hopefully we'll be back to making this a consistent weekly thing. Maybe on Tuesdays to get. Uh, make it a waiver show. Um, hopefully, get back to a better schedule. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. We'll we will we will absolutely um, be putting out an episode uh, every week. Um, yes. For the, for yes. The, for the and week. we are. Uh, and we are happy to be back. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, so let's let's go ahead and get started here. Uh, we each prepared a quick question. Uh, we did not share the quick questions with each other. So this is just an off the, uh, off the spot thing. So my quick question, you ready for this, Sam? Absolutely. Hit me. I'm ready for anything. Oh, all right. Well, my quick question is, do you think that week one showed us that Seattle is actually letting Russ cook? Ooh, actually, this is a fantastic question because uh, uh, I think it's I think it's still up in the air. A lot of people are already taking their victory laps because he certainly cooked. He certainly had good stats at the end of the he game. He sure did. And and for for some context here, Russell Wilson, uh, consensus number two quarterback in the NFL. Some people think he's even better than Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if I'm at that level but he is for sure one of the greats um seattle has never truly used him to what his abilities are pete carroll and uh brian schottenheimer the uh, offensive coordinator there like to run the ball and usually what that means is is russ throws the ball 15 or 20 times through the first three quarters and then just has to start chunking it down the field to try and bring them back into the game in the fourth quarter or win the game um, if it's close. And people have been calling all offseason. Even Russ got got involved um, to see if the Seahawks would use him like the Chiefs used Patrick Mahomes. So my answer to this question would be uh, no, they're not letting Russ cook. Uh, contrary to popular belief, it kind of just seems like they, uh, they instead of a couple of runs here and there, they're putting in some screen passes to running backs. I mean, we saw it with Chris Carson when yeah. he went off. He, he had two touchdowns off of screen passes, uh, and, he, and he did a lot of damage, and those plays worked. Those plays worked great, but a lot of those yards came sure off did. of the short screen passes. Whereas what, what I'm imagining yeah. with Russ Cooking is – uh, he's got an incredible arm. Let him throw more. Let him throw to his receivers some more. Two, two phenomenal receivers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, his average depth of target was about four, I think. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. which is not that's that's not cooking. not even that's not what we mean. When we no. Say uh, what we mean is what the Lions did with Matthew Stafford over the first half of the season and have him throw deep. 20% of the time on first down. Uh, and I don't know if we'll ever get there. Um, hopefully week one showed us that they're willing to do more than just run. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's still up in the air. I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on the matter. Yeah. Do you have a question for me? I'm so happy you asked me that. I do in fact have a, have a question for you. How many weeks do you think it's going to take for Tua and Justin Herbert to play? Because Ryan Fitzpatrick, I mean, he didn't look he didn't look terrible, and he played in a really good defense, but he didn't look that great either. And great defense. He threw three interceptions. Am I correct in that? It's at least two, two or three. Yeah, I can uh, I can check, but 
Certainly at least two. Uh, and and I, I assume that you were going to finish that thought with and Tyron Taylor like an awful <laughs> uh, quarterback. He did not. He did not look good. Did not look good. Yeah. Um, my thoughts on the matter is that the Dolphins are going to look a lot better than they did this past week. They have an extremely tough schedule, but they're going to look better than they did against the Patriots. Um, and so it'll, it'll take some time for Tua. There's, there's a, there's a good stretch right around their bye where they play, um, some pretty easy teams that might be if say Ryan Fitzpatrick looks like he does looks like he did week one for the rest of the season. I think they'll probably try and ease to in there with the injury history. And, and I think the dolphins are going to win some games this year. Uh, the chargers on the other hand, uh, they've, they, I mean, we'll talk about it in the, in the news section. They, they just keep losing players yep. to injuries and and they're going to be bad, and I think that it could take two or three more games of Tyrod playing like that, and uh, they'll they'll like to see what they got with their number four, number six overall pick. Oh, absolutely. I and I I mean I kind of agree with you that they'll want to ease Tua into uh, into the starting role, but those fans are going to get real antsy. the The Dolphins play. Uh, the Bills this week, and uh, yeah, if I had I if I had to guess, I'd say that Ryan Fitzpatrick probably is not going to look too good against the Bills. I uh, I could agree with you on that for sure. So we, I mean, we see it all the time where these these teams draft quarterbacks in the first round, say they're going to sit, uh, try and sit them at the beginning, and it does not go well. I mean, we we saw it when they, I mean. I, I remember another team trying to use Tyrod Taylor as their starter a couple years back, and uh, how did that work out? He looked terrible. Baker came in. Not not uh, well. Quickly. Yeah, so. three games. I mean, uh, Texans fan here, I, I remember very clearly the Texans, Bill O'Brien, saying Tom Savage would start for the entire year. It took one half of football for him to, to change his mind. So yep. uh, I could be wrong. <laughs> I, I just think that the Dolphins are going to look a lot better. Fitzpatrick can go on a stretch of five games where he throws 15 touchdowns and one or two interceptions. Sure. And so I, I think I think the Dolphins will look better than they did. Um, but th- this opening schedule, man, I if I was the Dolphins, in a weird year where you're not basing your judgments off of ticket revenue, um, I, might, I might wait until – Week nine is when they play Arizona, and then they've got New York, the Jets, a bye, the Jets, Cincinnati, and then it gets tougher again, Kansas City, New England, uh, the Raiders, the Bills. But that stretch of three games with a bye in the middle is is my where I would target um, getting Tua in there because after Buffalo goes Jacksonville, weak defense, Seattle, San Francisco, Denver, Chargers, Rams, like that. That's not where I want to put my rookie injury prone quarterback, but but uh, like you said, fans get antsy, teams get antsy. They want to see what they have. Um, but to to kind of wrap things up, long rambly answer, I would say in the next in in this month, or I guess in the next two or three games for Herbert, and uh, probably six or seven for Tua. And I'll say I'll say this month for Herbert as well, and I will I'll say earlier for two. I'll say I'll say I'm thinking Tua starts uh, starts that game against the against the Broncos, or comes in at some point. Okay, in Broncos week game. six, week six. Yeah, all right. But, yeah, I mean I can I can see it for sure, uh, and I think it'll be good. It's just. They their plan all along was to wait a few years, and I, I think they can keep waiting. Um, but we'll see. Uh, let's let's hop into some news though. Um, where we left off with our off season episode, the things we talked about were what would the impact of coronavirus be? Um, we don't we still don't really have some answers there. The NFL's 
planned better than I thought they would have. Um, and then the other news was what would happen with all the players demanding trades, wanting new contracts. Um, unfortunately, I, I had to watch the Texans trade away DeAndre Hopkins, but some running backs got paid. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara. Uh, what are your thoughts there? Uh, so, okay. It's it's different for the different running backs. For the Derrick Henry one, I actually am fine with it because it's a two year deal, I believe. I like that it's, contract. It's a two year deal, and yeah, they're paying it's, him. It's they're paying more, him a lot of money. It's affordable after two years. But uh, they're paying him a lot of money. But they the windows like they're only paying him for two years. They have a clearly defined window, yeah. and if they don't if they don't improve in the next two years, they're not going to give him another big contract. They're going to let him walk, and they're going to nope. try and go in a different yeah. direction. So I totally fine with that. They, they've identified a window and they've gone with it. The Joe Mixon one, uh, I thought was uh, pretty rich uh, for someone who they've refused yeah. to use in the passing <laughs> game, uh, and especially ooh, based uh, basing off last week. If it if if, uh, if we go off of what last week looked like, then they are severely overpaying him for what they're using him for. Um, I do think he'll yeah. start to look much better, and they will start to use him more, but. Uh, I don't know. It's a lot of money. 12, 12 million a year isn't isn't crazy, but you know it's a lot of money. So uh, it is a lot of money. Uh, and Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara both got more than that. So yeah, yeah. Any thoughts on the Kamara one? The Kamara one. They were backed into a corner. They had to pay him. Uh, they have a year, yeah. two years at most with Drew Brees, and then this thing is uh, this thing is going in a di- different direction i mean yeah, uh, they are blowing it up there's no guarantee i don't th- i actually don't think they blow it up i think they tr- they put in a new quarterback and try and keep going but there's just no guarantee that it works you know yeah because they have they have a wonderful defense there they have a lot of great offensive weapons i mean kamara and, and a lot of young talented players yeah yeah uh, they, they they just have kept paying top dollar for all their guys yeah, they their cap space is i, I can't crippled at this point negative um, so negative. i mean they're maybe they maybe they, the maybe, they maybe the plan is Jameis, which would be interesting i think that would be a good i think that'd be a good option for him but um i, I don't know they they had to pay kamara which is just unfortunate i, I, I would rather they're, they're not in the championship window um yeah and with cmc the cmc one <laughs> I don't know. It's tough. He deserves the money. He's so good, but absolutely, I don't want to pay so him. So good, that. such a hard worker, such a great team guy. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, don't I, pay I him agree. That. Though, and the the Panthers are in such a weird. We'll talk about the Panthers in a little bit too. But the Panthers are in such a weird uh, area where they don't know what they're doing. It's kind. It's a rebuild, but I don't know. Uh, paying a paying a running back that much money during a rebuild is just uh, it's weird. It's a weird, it's a weird move to make. Yeah, uh, you know we, we have we have consistently been been against paying running backs on this on this show, but each team has their own situation. Um, and for fantasy, it makes me happy. All all of these guys are RB ones, um, and for them to be happy means that they'll hopefully play better. Um, as far as real life NFL. Uh, I have some different opinions, but I mean, there's, good to see these guys. There's also some very good evidence uh, if you look through uh, past past years that years following getting big big dollar deals are usually the worst years for running back. Yes, so I, agree. Um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> if I if we're yeah. talking real football here, I think that most of these contracts were probably mistakes, but. I hope I'm wrong. For fantasy, though, for fantasy, though, I I, I couldn't have asked for anything better no, for, for this year. Absolutely. Um, now let's run through. Unfortunately, we've got some injury news. Uh, actually, most of the rest of this is injury news. Uh, we've got a lot of players on IR. IR is different this year because teams are allowed to place a player on injured reserve for three weeks. And normally it's, I think, a minimum of 10. Yeah. 10 um, weeks. So, so it'll be it'll be weird to watch teams place players on the injured reserve and not know what their intentions are. Uh, I'm going to run through a bunch of names, but 
Von Miller, he uh, is out for the season, unfortunately, as AM guys. So it makes us sad, but he for sure, he, he had a weird ankle injury or calf injury. Yeah. Um, Brutal. It's and just, he I, is I, for sure out for the I season. I hope we get to a point where we see uh, Von Miller and Bradley Chubb for an entire season. Didn't happen last Together. year. Yeah. And we. Not going to happen this didn't year. Didn't happen. Yeah. Hasn't happened yet um derwin james another guy that brutal injury sad to see him go he he means so much to that chargers defense uh but he is also out for the season leighton vanderesh for the cowboys uh broke his collarbone he's out for six to eight weeks i believe yes sir uh daniel hunter the uh minnesota vikings defensive lineman um he's he was placed on the ir uh i believe his is just a three week um they're just keeping him on there for a short time right. but um it's sad to see you know they just traded for yannick and Gakwe. the 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 dual pass rush was something people wanted to see and it'll wait a little bit that that defense um, needs him we got a bunch of corners rough yeah that defense needs him badly their their uh corners are lacking but uh, it'll be three weeks before we see him out there. Uh, we have a ton of cornerbacks on the IR. Uh, A.J. Boye from Denver, Richard Sherman for the 49ers, Robert Alford, the uh, Cardinals, Gary and Conley for the Texans, Trey Waynes for the Bengals, uh, Rich, uh, Josh Norman for the Bills, Justin Coleman for the Lions, and Adoree Jackson for the Titans. Uh, all of these guys, I believe, are on three week, but hurts their teams. I mean, uh, yeah. Dory Jackson's might be a little long, and he is he is actually probably the most valuable player on this list. So, um, those are things to work, watch out for. Uh, if you're if you're you own receivers playing against teams that are down a corner for three weeks, that's that's a boost to them for sure. Um, I'm going to keep it rolling here. We got some offensive players on the injured reserve. And the first few that I'm going to mention are out for the season. Uh, first, two different Eagles offensive linemen went down before the season started Brandon Brooks and Andre Dillard. Uh, that is their left tackle and right guard. Those are important positions, and both are out for the season. Uh, Mike Pouncey, the Chargers center, just went down. Uh, he's on IR with a hip surgery for the rest of the season. Uh, that's another player that the Chargers have lost. Uh, Tyrell Williams, the Raiders wide receiver, is out, and this just means more work for the rookies, Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards. Um, Sam, feel free to cut me off whenever you want. I'm just trying to <laughs> read through all these. No, things. no. Uh, these... Uh, Blake these uh these players i mean like jarwin we can talk about how these uh affect the offenses it's just um the, the eagles offensive line woes are going to carry over into the season big time people who spend a high draft pick on uh, miles sanders might be a little disappointed on uh on how that on how that offense looks um the the chargers offensive lineman going offensive line their center going down is rough um, that that team as a whole looked really rough on offense uh, after that game. Week one. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, Terrell Williams. I don't think it changes the look of that offense very very much. I think the Raiders are still going to be yeah, pretty I'm, dang I'm good more, on offense. I'm more sad for him. He he was good last year yeah. in the in the times that he was playing, uh, but he's out for the year. All right, I'm going to read these last couple names, and we can do the same sort of thing, reflection, reaction. Uh, Blake Jarwin, Cowboys tight end. Everyone expected the uh, hashtag Blakeout to happen. He uh, tore his ACL very early into the game, uh, week one, out for the season. Le'Veon Bell has a – is it Achilles? I believe um, it's a hamstring. Injury. He was, he was hamstring. You're right. Uh, placed on the injured reserve for three weeks at least. Uh, Lyle Collins, the Cowboys' right tackle, is out. He he did not play week one, but it's looking like he's going to come back pretty quick. He is on IR, so it's at least three weeks. Debo Samuel had a setback in practice right before week one. They ended up placing him on the injured reserve. There was thoughts that he could play week one, but uh, that setback is going to 
make him stay on the injured reserve for a little bit more. And then finally, we've got David Njoku. Um, any any thoughts on those names? Uh, Blake Jarwin is so so sad. I'm a Cowboys fan, and I really and a fantasy owner, and I really believed in him. And that one catch for two, one catch on one target for 12 yards was so glorious. And then, like it was like two plays yeah. later that he that he hurt himself. So really brutal stuff. Um, I think it does that. I I don't think it affects the Cowboys that much though. I mean, it, Dalton Schultz yeah, will try I mean, and fill in, but of... they're not going to be targeting targeting their tight end as much as they would have. Um, no, no, I, they they tried to drop some screens and stuff for Dalton Schultz. And it was just so sad to watch him drop it or uh, get tackled immediately. Yeah, knowing that Blake Jarwin would have would have made a play there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Le'Veon Bell. Any, any thoughts on the last few guys? Le'Veon Bell is a big one. I mean, he he looks like he was he was very involved while he was out there, um, uh, and I not think and efficient. I think he'll be very involved when he comes back. I'm not super interested in the running backs replacing him. That Jets team looks rough. Uh, I think they're the early candidate for actually on, being the worst play team. Frank Gore or, uh, yeah. No, I, I don't want to play any of them. Uh, the only the, the only Jet I'm interested in is Jamison Crowder because uh, he's just going to get targeted yeah, we'll to death. Um, uh, the other injuries, uh, Lyle Collins is really hard. That the Cowboys are having a lot of troubles, a lot of injuries on the offensive line. Just horribly horribly injured so it'll be it'll be hard to overcome those Debo Samuel I really didn't think he was going to play week one uh, and I thought that even if he did play week two that he'd be limited so this doesn't change my outlook on him uh you could go out and you could see yeah he's a he's a second half guy you could go uh you could test the markets and see what see what people are are looking for for him maybe get him cheap put him on your IR uh for a second half breakout and then David Njoku, I don't, I, that's not a very big deal to me. Yeah, he actually caught the touchdown for the Browns in week one, but he was the third uh, highest snap receiver of the Browns' tight end. So definitely, I, I, I think that this was more of a, oh, dang it, you're hurt. We're going to put you on IR and use Austin Hooper more. Yeah. Um, so we got, we got tons of injuries. Hopefully, we don't have to go through a list this deep uh in the coming weeks but this will be a season full of soft tissue injuries unfortunately just players were not in good enough shape to come out here and get hit like they are um i so i actually do think we'll we're, we're gonna see a lot more uh we're gonna see a ton of ir every week because because yeah. it's three weeks especially we're, with that we're short gonna, term we're gonna yeah. we're gonna see a lot of injuries so um we'll just we'll just have to roll with the punches week to week Uh, so a few more, few more injuries, few more situations we got to talk about. Uh, a lot of wide receivers, either day to day or doubtful. Uh, Devonte Parker, Kenny Galladay, Cortland Sutton, Jarvis Landry are all day to day. The one that I want to mention there is Jarvis Landry because he does play tonight. Uh, I don't think he plays. Uh, he he was day to day. Didn't even get to practice today. It'll be. I, It'll be tough. I don't think he plays. Uh, I I would I would not play him if he's. I would I would go ahead and take oh, him out of your sure lineup. Not. Find it. Find another uh, player to put in. Yeah. Uh, find another option. Yeah. Uh, we've got Chris Godwin in concussion protocol. He is doubtful for this week. Uh, it's it's tough to make a one week turnaround on on a concussion injury. Michael Thomas suffered a high ankle sprain in week one. He thinks he can play for Monday night football. High ankle sprains, even if they're uh, very low tier of the high ankle sprain variety, uh, they, they are hard to come back from. It'll be a few weeks before we see Michael Thomas that we know and love. I, I highly doubt um, he plays this lastly, week. I don't, think, I don't think it happens. No, I, I don't either. I, I would look other options ways uh we're gonna talk about that saints game in a little bit and i think sam's got a player that you could potentially sub in there um and then we've got mike evans and jamison crowder were both limited in practice today 
usually that means uh, a Thursday practice isn't the super important one. It's the Friday one for the Sunday games. Uh, hopefully, hopefully both these guys are out there, especially if Chris Godwin is out with a concussion. Uh, Mike Evans is a good play this week. Um, we've got Allen Robinson. Uh, took I don't know if you saw this, Sam. He took all the Bears mentions out of his social media pre- presence and asked for a trade. Uh, then went and talked, had a heart-to-heart with head coach Matt Nagy. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that matter? Not really. Uh, they're not going to trade him right now. That's my thoughts. Uh, they may trade him. Yeah, they I don't, may trade I don't him think so either. Right, right now, he's going to play, and he's going to play well, and the Bears aren't going to play so well. We're going to continue thinking how good he could be if it wasn't Mitch Trubisky or the upgrade, which is not really that big an upgrade, of Nick Foles were playing. Um, so I, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think it's that big a deal. Yeah. I, I just, they should pay him is what they should do. He's a great wide receiver. They don't want to let him go, make him happy and pay him. Uh, we'll see if that happens. So, uh, now for some running back news, Miles Sanders is back practicing fully. He did not play week one. Uh, though, as Sam did mention, they are hurting on that Eagles offensive line. Uh, even their legendary left tackle, Jason Peters, who came back to them after Andre Dillard uh, got hurt, did not look like – he looked like a shell of himself oh my in goodness. week one. He was, getting, uh, he was getting absolutely demolished by Chase Young all night. Yeah. So. Sad stuff, uh, but but for Miles Sanders, I it's – you know, he was, he was a favorite – pick for a uh maybe not dark horse but a under the radar running back one this season i am starting to have doubts about that i i'd like to go on record and say that i was not buying into the hype prior to all the injuries and the injuries certainly don't help yeah uh we've got another high tier running back situation that's Looking shaky, James Conner did not play super well and then had an ankle injury but definitely was still on the sideline, could have played, and Benny Snell came into the game and took over for the Steelers. Um, The running backs coach said that there's no clear uh, bell cow between the two and it'll it'll most likely mean that they're sharing work. What does that mean to you? Uh, Snell looked great. He looked really, he looked really uh, agile. Uh, I think I liked everything I saw out of him. Uh, I will say the Giants' defense is not the hardest defense to uh, pick apart. Um, I think Connor, no. I think James Connor's ankle injury may have been a little more serious than people think. I like, I don't like. I think when he got injured, once they, I, I think that when I think they decided like you're not going back in this like at all tonight. I don't. I don't think they. I don't. I don't think he had okay. an option of going back in, um, especially with all of his injury injury history. I don't think they would have done that. Um, so I think. I think Connor's gonna. I think Connor's gonna get the uh, the look as the starter, and they're gonna they're gonna try him out again if his if his ankle is feeling uh, uh, strong. Um, but I would not be surprised if Snell takes over because I mean we've seen it time and time again. The Steelers like to use one guy. And if Snell is better, Snell's going to be yeah. the guy. So um, Snell is certainly yeah. Uh, my my thought was it's it's a hot hand scenario. Yeah, Snell is certainly one of the better uh, bench running backs right now that uh, that I'd like to I'd like to have. Uh, I may pick have up lost off here the, uh, off the waiver wires, um, but if you haven't picked him up yet, he's probably gone. Yeah, I if you're the Connor owner, you got to own Benny Snell. Uh, I'd I'd go out and trade him, trade for him if you can. Yeah, I would too. Uh, we've got a Ravens running back scenario. Uh, Mark Ingram did not look super hot in the first week. J.K. Dobbins had two touchdowns. Uh, that's not going to happen every week. No. Was it two or was it one? I, he had two yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, it was two. He had correct. Two touchdowns. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's not going to happen every week. He didn't get the majority of touches for sure, but Greg Roman did say that 
they're going to be mixing up what the running backs do every week. So uh, it's not a fun situation to be a part of as a manager. No, but uh, Mark Ingram will be very useful this this year. There, I mean, we saw the same thing happen in Week One last year, where I mean the the Ravens basically did all of their damage through the air as far as yardage goes and throughout the season uh for most of the year last year rushing was their was was their number one uh threat for yards so uh i i definitely think they'll they'll there's some positive regression coming for mark ingram uh in the coming weeks i i'm fine with playing him uh as a as a rb2 uh or rb3 um it's just i don't know his ceiling is certainly not as high as it used to be no, he's not going to score 10 touchdowns like he did last year. Uh, and it was five through the air, correct, last year? I believe uh, it was. That's just not going to happen again. No. Yeah. Uh, and then our, our last bit of injury news, George Kittle had a what looked like a pretty severe knee injury uh, halfway through the game in week one. Um, and he is not practicing at all this week. They do think that he will play, but as a Kittle owner myself, and uh, the the smart thing to do in my mind is to look for another option, at least for this week. Yeah, I'm not comfortable playing Kittle. No way. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> at least for a week to see, to see what really happened to his knee, uh, because that hit from Buda Baker, it looked like he may have blown his knee up. Yeah, it looked really bad. Um, but we'll see. Um, and, and that does wrap up our, our news. Uh, hopefully, like I mentioned earlier, we don't have to spend this long talking about injuries, uh, every week, but as Sam mentioned, this is going to be a, uh, situation that, that most likely continues for the rest of the season. Very injury. Um, season. but let's yeah. jump. Yeah. And, and hard on fantasy managers. Uh, but we'll, uh, Take it, take it week by week. Uh, that's how you, you got to play fantasy week week to week in general, in a, in a normal year. Uh, but this this year just enforces that even more. Um, but let's jump into our first segment. Uh, so our our previous episode, uh, episode eighteen, which we had in March, I believe, we brought up some scenarios that we wanted to monitor. I'll run through those really quickly and then we can kind of talk through each one, what happened and if we were satisfied by each conclusion. Yeah. Uh, the first was where does Tua Tugavailoa go uh, and how does it affect the Cam Newton sweepstakes? <laughs> uh, next, we've got Melvin Gordon and Austin, e- and Austin Eckler. How does that uh, sort itself out? Um, Jameis Winston. Sam was begging Bruce Arians to not ruin a good thing. Uh, and then last was some teams that unfortunately were not, did not have super great uh, outlooks and the, needed to find a path to what they're doing. Uh, so we'll talk through all those teams. Let's start with two of those, Sam. Uh, what happened there? Yeah. Okay. We were all we were all wondering. We all we all tried to get real cute with what could happen uh, with two two attack of Iloa, but um, in the end, I think we all, I think what I think what happened was uh, the most likely outcome. He went to the Miami Dolphins and will be their eventual starter, as we talked about earlier. Um, I think it was the right pick by the Dolphins this year uh, most likely. Yeah. I I think. Uh, oh, hundred. I think it was the right pick. I th- I think he will be good. Um, who knows if he can save, be the savior of the franchise, but I'm certainly excited to see him play. Um, and in the end, I think it, I, we were, I was asking about it, um, before we started this podcast, actually, uh, I thought it was funny, uh, how, how much I thought that Tua might affect where Cam goes. And I just, I, I don't think the two things affected each other at all. So whatsoever no. no and cam almost didn't even get uh cam almost didn't even get picked up until the patriots decided to be the patriots and, and be good again still ridiculous 
There are 32 teams in the NFL that yeah. that uh, that could use Cam is, Newton on a two million dollar contract. Yeah. So uh, the two situation, uh, very positive outlook. I like I like uh, where yeah, he's at. I like the agree. weapons that they have, the, the young weapons they have there for him when he gets there. Uh, and I'm I'm just waiting for him to waiting for him to play. Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. Let's hop into this next one. What's going to happen with Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler? As you remember, Gordon held out. He wanted to get paid last off season. Did not end up working out for him. Uh, he he missed four games and then decided to play again and uh, got paid by a different team, the Denver Broncos, in the off season. Austin Eckler ended up being the Chargers running back to get paid, uh, and which good for him. It, I believe it's like a four-year, $24 million deal. Very affordable uh, for the Chargers and great for an undrafted free agent to kind of prove himself. Absolutely, yeah. Um, uh, I, I I thought the Austin Eckler uh, deal was great. Keep that guy on board. They need to use him more, hopefully, in the coming weeks. But uh, they're certainly not paying him a, a, a boatload of money, as a lot of people are with the running backs. The Melvin Gordon situation was super surprising to me. I definitely didn't think he was going to go to the Broncos, um, but no. But there he is. His uh, his deal is a two year, sixteen million dollar contract. Um, so I don't think he got the amount that he was looking for. I don't think that worked out for him. Um, but and I not one bit. No. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to I, see. I, and I wouldn't even call the situation he's in. The, the best situation he could have looked for uh, probably not i mean denver's not a bad place to be right now i think they're i think they're trending up i think the chargers are uh stuck on a treadmill uh where they are so yeah if, i would call them stagnant yeah yeah I, yeah I i wouldn't mind being a bronco right now it looks it the future looks pretty bright for them in my opinion yeah and uh we didn't talk about this in the news but Melvin Gordon's primary competition in the Denver backfield, Royce uh, Philip Lindsay, actually has turf toe right now, so he could miss a few weeks, and Melvin could uh, prove himself. I, I think both these guys are, especially after watching how the Chargers used Austin Eckler uh, in the passing game this past week, I'd, I'd call both these guys like low end running back twos for the uh, near future. Yeah, I would agree, especially this week. The Chargers have a tough matchup, or not the Chargers, the the Broncos, excuse me, have a tough matchup with Pittsburgh. Melvin Gordon's not going to have anywhere to run, so. Yeah. Uh, the, let's keep this yeah, train moving. Uh, uh, into the Jameis Winston uh, sweepstakes that ended up not even being sweepstakes. The Saints have him on a minimum deal, and Tom Brady is a Buccaneer. So, how do you feel about that? Ooh, okay, so yeah, there were no sweepstakes for for Jameis. I didn't I didn't expect there to be sweepstakes for him. I I kind of I kind of assumed that uh, he'd find a spot, a starting spot. Um, but I really I really did think that the Buccaneers were going to keep him, and I I. I think it. I think it is a conversation worth having to question uh, if the Bucks are really that much better off with Tom Brady over Jameis Winston, which is a crazy thing to say. I know, but um, Tom Brady looked old. Tom Brady looked old and in not not super great uh, against the Saints in Week One. Uh, and Jameis Winston, you cannot deny it. That team would be much more interesting and probably more dangerous uh, definitely, on the highs. Definitely more exciting. If, uh, if Jameis Winston was uh, the guy running the show. I'd, I'd say my one rebuttal to the Tom Brady not looking super great uh, is that every old quarterback we saw this past week didn't look great, whether it be Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger. Actually, Ben looked the best, um, but... I, I think that these guys just need to knock off some of the rust. I think the Buccaneers offense that we saw on Sunday is not going to be what we see in uh, four weeks, but sure, I, I do sure. agree that it's a conversation that should be had. Uh, Jameis, I mean, that team in its highs, like you mentioned, could be would be a lot more exciting, a lot more 
deadly Very of an dangerous. offense. Very dangerous. Uh, and my biggest surprise with Jameis, my biggest surprise with him is that the Bears didn't offer him a contract because that Bears team, minus the quarterback, is like a top 12, 15 roster at worst. And uh, with with an exciting quarterback like Jameis that can move around and chunk it down the field, I I think that team would be a lot better than it is now with with two middling to bad quarterbacks that are both making a good amount of money. Absolutely, and Jameis is on the veteran minimum. J- I mean, Jameis is on a veteran minimum. Uh, Cam Newton's making two million dollars this year. The Bears screwed up. Yeah, the Bears screwed I, I don't up. know what's going they're on just, in they're, Chicago. They're, they're too stuck. Uh, they're so. They're so stubborn. They don't want to be wrong about Mitch Trubisky, and it's crippling them when they have a great team. It's it's mind-boggling. They've got a great team, and they're going to start losing some of those guys to uh, free agency or retirement. And uh, that legendary 2018 Bears defense might have been the best thing to come of this era of the Bears. Yep. Um, and then let's uh, let's let's talk about our last thing. You you kind of had started this segment and then we started compiling teams into this and actually the bears might be one of those teams now but it's teams that need to stop messing around and getting their acts together or that should get their acts together and we talked about the cowboys texans panthers jags chargers and jets why don't you get us started yeah absolutely um this seg this section of it is the one i'm most interested in for sure because i feel like every year we talk about it uh, I always, I, whenever I'm watching football, you, as a fan, you always feel like you could run a team better when you see these stupid mistakes, which probably isn't true. But um, it just feels like there's so there's so many teams that make so no brainer mistakes um, that that are so easily avoidable uh, and are so frustrating from the outside looking in. Um, some some of these teams, the Cowboys, uh, for instance, the Texans, they're pretty good teams. I would say the Cowboys are are a, yeah. a good team, a, 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 better than a good team. They they have a great roster. Uh, they have an iffy defense. Uh, one that I I still think uh, should have maybe uh, signed Byron Jones instead of Ezekiel Elliott, uh, which is what, what which is one of the things we talked about um, in March when we were, before all these deals were signed. But uh, that ship has sailed, and we saw it on. Sunday night, the the Dallas defense did not look great. They looked lost for a lot of the for a lot of the uh, game, and it really screwed over the Cowboys. Uh, that game should not have been a three point game. The Rams the Rams should have been uh, no. The Rams the should Rams have won by fifteen. Way outplayed the Cowboys. Um, so there's just a lot yeah. of mistakes there. I will say, I will say that. The defense wasn't the biggest surprise to me because Byron Jones was gone. Uh, we got some uh, change in the defensive coordinator. Chris Richard's gone. Mike Nolan's in. So I, I expected the Cowboys' defense to not look great. Uh, but the offense looked stagnant. It looked, w- with all these options and with a good offensive line that's only going to get better with Lyle Collins, uh, Dax back on a contract year, um, I, I expected way more out of that offense, and uh, hopefully, hopefully we see some better things from them. Uh, and Dak is still, like I just mentioned, still not paid. So that's, yeah, that that's that was my next thing. I I another thing that the Cowboys need to handle. I personally think that Dak Prescott had a good game on Sunday night. I might be the only one, but I think he had a good game. I don't think it was his fault that the offense was oh. not looking good. I my biggest issue with the Cowboys right now is no, is Mike McCarthy looks like he is the same exact coach that he was when he was coaching the Packers. And it looks like he's calling the plays on offense, which is not good for, for the Cowboys. So unless unless he gets a lot more creative with how not he calls bit. the offense, uh, this team is, uh, this team is uh, going to disappoint often this season. So uh, which is this is what I'm talking about when I say teams keep yeah. keep making these same mistakes. Uh, they they let Jason Garrett be the coach for nine years, over and, and over again, over and over again, and yeah. then they they finally fire him, and this is the guy they bring in, and it just it feels like we're just on a loop of making a, a poor decisions. Um, the second team on this list is the Texans. The Texans have 
a similar issue to the Cowboys in that the the man leading the charge, Bill O'Brien, um, while I think he's a capable coach, he's also the GM, and he is he's just made so many so many errors. The worst general manager in football. I mean, he he probably is trading the DeAndre Hopkins trade. How do you not make? How do you not at least make the Cardinals pay David Johnson's large contract? It doesn't make any sense. It it just it feels as if he uh, he was he didn't shop DeAndre Hopkins around the league. He just walked into the Cardinals and say, "Hey, do you want him? I'll take whatever you can, whatever you want to give me." Um, yeah, and uh, uh, it I. As a Texans fan, this this pains me to say, but I, I said it to Sam several times over the course of the offseason. Bill O'Brien, great coach. I mean, he took some bad teams to winning the AFC South, making the playoffs. Uh, his only year of not doing that was with Brock Osweiler at quarterback. Uh, can't blame him too much for that. Um, however, as general manager... I think that I could do a better job. If I if I got up there, I would value players at what they're worth better than he does. And uh, Bill, I mean, no disrespect if you ever get to hear this, but this is this is sad to watch as a Texans fan. Absolutely. Um, and I mean that it it stinks because the Texans they had opportunity and opportunity to uh, to make to make it. A run at a Super Bowl, probably. If they could, all they had to do was keep their offense intact and try and add some some uh, some nice players on the defense and, and round it out. They really could have, and it feels like they're going in the in the wrong direction. Um, yeah, and we don't have any uh, picks in the next couple of years because we've traded them all away for players such as Duke Johnson, uh, Kenny Stills. Uh, Gary and Conley. Um, so, so I mean, fine players. It just time and time again, Bill O'Brien uh, shows that he wants a known commodity, even if that known commodity is not not what a first round pick could be. Um, but but we'll keep it moving. I'm a uh, bitter Texans fan. I, I will say the one good thing is that we have decided to pay our our in house talent. Uh, whether that be we we finally signed Laramie Tunsil to a contract, even though it is a ton of money, I'm I'm glad we get to keep him around. We did trade a bunch of picks for him. Uh, we paid Zach Cunningham, so we we've got we've, we're keeping our guys around, even if we are overpaying them. Uh, it's just every other aspect of of the front office does not look great right now. Right. All right, the next team we're going to talk about is the Panthers. And the Panthers are the most confusing on this list only because they are so – I can't figure out what their uh, direction is, what they're trying to accomplish, what their idea – like uh, are they rebuilding it? Because it doesn't seem like a full rebuild uh, to me. Uh, we talked about um, – we talked about in the off season whether or not they were going to sign Cam uh, and some other choices, uh, and I th- I think the I think we got kind of an answer in that they they are in fact rebuilding. The CMC signing was the CMC extension yes. was questionable, um, and this team is going to look very rough for the most of the season. But I think the I think the offense is actually going to look pretty good, and I don't. Th- like I don't, I don't know if they end up with a very high pick uh, in this draft. Are they going to pass up on a on one of those top QB pros, top three QB prospects? I would say no. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater's on a two year deal, I believe. Uh, it might be th- uh, like a third year player option. Um, so it's not like they paid him a bunch to stay around for a long time. I think that this was. Uh, and I can't remember the general manager of the the Panthers' name, but I think that this was him saying, I would like to remain good enough that I keep my job, but also let's blow up the defense. Let's get rid of 
Cam Newton, let's let's make a lot of changes so that we can start this rebuild because the team needs to. Right. I I I fully support the Panthers to rebuild. I think it's the right choice, and I think honestly, Teddy Bridgewater is not a bad QB to try out while you're doing it. Uh, the main confusing thing that remains is uh, they kept they added some pieces to this offense, um, and and Robbie Anderson, yeah, Robbie Anderson. And, and they made some additions to the offensive line uh, that I didn't I, I don't know it, it felt like they were jumping jumping again a little bit because um, this defense is going to yeah, take they, this defense is going to take three or four years before it is anything more than terrible. Uh, you know, they, they spent all seven picks on defense this year. And I don't, I don't think that they'll need to do that again. Uh, I, I don't think that they will be terrible for a long time for sure this year. Uh, but hopefully some of those picks pan out and they bring in some free agents. I don't know. I, I think that it'll be a quicker turnaround for the Panthers than we think. And I, I don't. I think that they might even be too good to end up with one of those first couple picks. Uh, so we'll we'll see for sure. Uh, let's move on. We got three teams left. The Jags. You're you're the uh, resident Jags expert. Do you have a conclusive statement on Listen, that team? The Jags. The, the statement is uh, first of all the week one win. Let's go. Who's who's in who's in the lead in the AFC South? It's the Jags. Um, <laughs> That was a great win. Gardner Minshew looked uh, really good. There wasn't much asked of him, but he delivered time and time again. Only had one incompletion. Uh, James Robinson look, looks great, but this team's going to be bad. Like I, that, I don't think that's changed. And um, and they've shown until you can see competent uh, competency from the front office, there's not a lot of hope that there's going to be improvement uh, with the Jags. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Our, our note here was this is exactly how to not use cap space in the NFL. And I will say they blew all that up. They blew it all the up. They, except, they had, except for they signed Joe Schobert to a three-year deal, which I, I didn't understand at all. They did. I, that yeah. seemed like it, it seemed so out of place to of every sense. other move they made this offseason. So, you know. Yeah, uh, an off-ball linebacker making a bunch of money, um, but I guess I guess you want to remain competent on defense, uh, which which they kind of did against the Colts Week One. Yeah, um, the, the Chargers are next. The next team we got here is uh, the Chargers. Um, yeah, and you know, they're that honestly, they're another team that it's they need to pick a direction if they're going to. Uh, you know, blow it up, or if they're gonna keep keep trying, they they've been horribly injured uh, the last couple of years. But it seems to me like they made a mistake. And that's just continued. It seems to me that they made a mistake. They should have signed a uh, signed a quarterback instead of uh, they should have signed a quarterback that they had more faith in than Tyrod Taylor instead of uh, drafting Justin Herbert. Because this defense, this defense is so good, and they have a bunch of money uh, yep. put into this defense, and the offense is not going to be able to do enough. Uh, yeah, because and it's going yep. to be they, because of the quarterback. Kind of like the Bears, they they are not going to capitalize on the window that the defense has afforded them, uh, and their offensive line has always been bad. Pretty much the entire tenure of Philip Rivers, it was bad. Uh, and that continues. I just uh, I I don't see a bright outlook for the Chargers. It's they're kind of in the same boat as the Texans in that there's enough talent on this team that you could be like, okay, uh, this this team could go could make a run at it. But it's also like there's so many holes in other places. Not not similar. The Texans have a quarterback in Deshaun Watson. The Chargers do not. Chargers defense is better, but both teams have big enough holes that it's like, what are they doing? Why are they? Why did they keep putting money into this? Absolutely, uh, that's my thought anyway. And I, I think we can, uh, I think we and can move on we and, here. and skip oh, yeah. the Jets because uh, I, th- I yeah, think, I think it can exactly be said in, in about my... five words. Uh, Adam Gase should not be the coach. That's the first step. Do that, and then we can talk about the Jets. Um, uh, my my only statement on the Jets is just 
like that franchise. I'm so sorry. It's tough to watch. <laughs> I think that they will be the worst team in football this year. Uh, they they just keep keep making poor decisions. Um, and Sam Darnold. He's running out of he's he's started cutting down his leash. Absolutely, um, that he was he's on this year. Um, but let's move on. We've got our last segment here. We're we're at an hour, so we've we've run a little long. But we uh, we've got one last little thing here. It's our start sets, um, and usually we try and run through these, give give some detail. But I I say we uh, well we we we'll make our faster. player pick and keep moving. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll uh, I'll start us so off. So our first game is the game tonight. Oh. Oh, you want to start us off? I just figured we'd talk about Thursday night you football know, you're first. Right, you're right. You're right. Take us away. Uh, so we got the Browns and the Bengals, and I think that this is the week to play Odell Beckham Jr. And if he is out, or if he if he does not deliver this week, he is. Uh, it might be a lost cause. Jarvis Landry's out. They're playing a bad defense. Uh, Odell, you you better. Show show what you were drafted for, please. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I like I like the pick. I like the pick. Uh, all right, the next game is the Giants versus the Bears, and my start of the week is David Montgomery. Um, he 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 will be good enough against the Giants. I I promise. Uh, and then and pr- I just want to all yeah, look at what Benny Snell did last. Absolutely, Benny That's Snell good. rushed for over hundred yards. Uh, and then also I just want to say really quickly that. I know Saquon Barkley had a bad game, but it was not his fault. The Steelers are really good on defense and play Saquon. He is he was your he was your first round pick. Play him, please. Do not get scared. Yeah, please. Um, my start for the Falcons Cowboys game is a little maybe maybe a surprise considering he didn't play super well the first week, but play Hayden Hurst. Uh, the Cowboys are hurting on defense and specifically at linebacker, and uh, I think I think Hayden Hurst will be a mismatch that the Falcons go to early and often. I like the pick. I like the pick. Uh, the Lions Packers is our next game. Um, this game, I think this game is going to be pretty close. To be honest with you, I think uh, I think it will. I, th- I think it'll come down to it, and. Um, I but I will say you should sit Lions running backs unless unless you really need to if you want to I, the only one I would consider playing is DeAndre Swift only because they they trust the guy they trusted the guy uh, in the last game they threw the last they threw the game winning touchdown to him and he did drop it but he's a rookie and I think I think he I think he's afforded a couple mistakes here and there and I think they'll continue to try and trust him to see if he can be the guy moving forward. Yeah, and I, I, I agree with you there. And I think that they will start to use Adrian Peterson less and less as Swift picks it up and as Carrion Johnson uh, proves that he is healthy. Um, the Jags-Titans is our next game. And my sit of the week is Gardner Minshew. And I know that you just talked about how well he played in the first week. Uh, the Titans' defense is a lot better than the Colts. Uh, I would not go into this week confident that Gardner Minshew is going to play as well as he did the previous week. I agree, one hundred percent. Like I said, that the Jags are not good. Don't don't let last week fool you. They're not a good team, and they might be better than we expected them to be, but they're still not. They're still going to be a bottom tier team. So, uh, the yep. next game we'll be talking about is the Vikings versus the Colts. And my start of the week for that game is 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 JT. Fire him up. Jonathan Taylor. Let him go. Yeah. He's the new Come he's on. the starter. Play him. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh I will also say that um most of the Colts options are good. TY and Paris Campbell should be fine plays. The Vikings secondary looked really rough uh last week. And super bad. If you're if you're hurting for uh, if you're hurting for a flex, you could do worse than Naheem Hines. He's gonna get some targets. So, yeah, he won't have two touchdowns. Uh, I, I will say that I'm I'm super excited about Jonathan Taylor. Uh, the the Marlon Mack injury we didn't talk about it, but this is Jonathan Taylor's team, and uh, I think this first week against the Vikings is going to be pretty good showing. 
Um, the next game I'm going to bring up is the Bills-Dolphins game. Uh, we talked about how bad the Dolphins looked week one. Uh, all all of their running backs didn't look super great. Actually, seventh-rounder Miles Gaskin from last year was their leading rusher. Um, Devontae Parker's injured. I would, my, my, I'm recommending that you sit every Dolphin. I'd have to agree with them. This Bills defense is good. Uh, the next game is the 49ers yeah. Jets. Uh, and I didn't put a specific start or sit on this week just because I think you have to play Raheem Mostert because he was so good and the Jets are really bad. But I really do think this could be a mediocre week from him. Besides that 80-yard touchdown pass that he caught, he was not super efficient. He wasn't even the most efficient running yeah, back on and, the team. And uh, the Jets and the Jets have a, a the Jets do have a very good defensive line. Yeah, they have a good, they have run, a good defense. run defense. So I, I I wouldn't be surprised if Raheem Mostert disappoints this week. Um, also, the 49ers as a whole, their offense did not look great. Uh, and then also just yep. a reminder for another flex spot: Jameson Crowder is going to get ten targets or more again. So. You know, if he's playing, if he plays, if he, if if he, he plays, plays, he's gonna yeah, get, he's, he's gonna right catch now. five balls at least uh, in the game. So, you know, you could do worse. Yeah, and in, in a in a PPR league, I, I'd fire him up as my flex for sure. Um, the next game we got to talk about is the Rams Eagles, and my start of the week is Cooper Cup. He disappointed last week a little bit, uh, but the Rams didn't have to do a ton on offense to beat the Cowboys. I think that this might be a better game than than people think, and Cooper Cup is Jared Goff's uh, touchdown target in the red zone. So I, I think that this is a bounce back week for him. Next game we're talking about is the Broncos versus the Steelers, and you I, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but you should be sitting Melvin Gordon if you're able because I know you drafted him kind of high. He's probably your RB2. If, if you're able. But he yeah. is he is not going to have a good week this week. Unless unless he gets lucky and falls into no, the end zone is. one uh, a, a time or two, he's not going to have a lot of yardage. The Broncos, or not the Broncos, the Steelers are going to swallow him up. We watched, yeah, we watched what they did to Saquon, uh, and I think, it'll, I think it'll happen again this week. I agree. Um, this next game we're going to talk about is the Panthers Buccaneers. Um, and like we talked about earlier, every Panthers game this week, this year is going to be a shootout. I think it continues here. Uh, I would play everyone, every offensive position that, that you own, except, I mean, maybe the, uh, Bucks running backs aren't great, but I would even play Ronald Jones and I'd, I'd start everyone in this game except for the tight ends on both teams. I feel it. I think that's a good pick. Uh, Washington football team versus the Cardinals. You're going to want to sit any Washington running backs. Antonio Gibson, uh, I think I think his I think his breakout is coming. I do. He was the most efficient uh, back in the first game. He didn't get by far. He didn't get the work, but that I think it'll over time he'll start to get more and more. Peyton Barber, uh, I think it was more. <laughs> Uh, fluky Bad. week than anything he got he found the end zone twice but i i don't think that continues uh the buccaneers are really good on he defense. ran he ran the ball like 17 times for 29 yards right yeah. something yeah. something really crazy bad. so uh so don't play him yeah um i the next game we're going to talk about is the chiefs and the chargers and my sit is Keenan Allen. Uh, we did not see a great week one out of him. I, I believe he was like wide receiver 60-something. And I think that's going to continue until until we get some consistent play out of Tyrod Taylor. Um, I, I, can't, I can't see myself starting a whole lot of Chargers offensive options. And Keenan Allen is the start of that list. At a certain point, you have to think uh, maybe Justin Herbert would be better for the, uh, for the, fi- for the fantasy outlook of this team. Um, yeah, maybe Ravens versus the Texans. My start of the week for this game is David Johnson. Uh, if you look at the, uh, the, the Browns did not put up much of a fight against the Ravens this, this past week. But the, the one thing that they did do efficiently is run against the Ravens. The Ravens gave up over five yards per carry. I think David Johnson's going to get a ton of opportunity, even if they're down through the, through the air. 
so I think he's a good start this week. I agree, and Bill O'Brien's got to continue to keep proving that maybe the uh, David Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins trade wasn't so bad. Um, so he's going to keep using David Johnson plenty. Um, my last game that I'm going to talk about is the Patriots Seahawks. Um, and the Patriots running back room is a mess, uh, especially considering Cam Newton might run the ball 10 plus times a game. Uh, he, he was super efficient, scored two touchdowns doing that this past week. Um, and until further notice, I want no part of those Patriots running backs. I'm right there with you. Uh, in the last game of the week, Monday Night Football, Saints versus Raiders. Michael Thomas, I said it before, I don't think he'll play. I don't I don't see a whole lot of upside in letting him play this week for, if you're the Saints. Um, and if especially if he doesn't. But even if he does, he's not going to be 100%. And I think you can fire up Emmanuel Sanders. Um, he should be the main benef- beneficiary of, I think that's the, a great of the Michael Thomas in- injury. Um, he didn't show up until later in the game uh, in week one, but when, once they started targeting him, he showed out. He's still a good receiver, and he, he's capable of being being great the guy receiver. for a week or two while Michael Thomas uh, comes back to full health. So he's a great start this week. I think you should put him in your yep. lineup. I, I love that start. I, I do think that most of the uh, Saints pass catchers uh, will see a bump from that, whether it be Jared Cook or Alvin Kamara, Traquan Smith. So I think I think all those guys will be better, but the uh, main beneficiary, for sure, Emmanuel Sanders, who, as you mentioned, is still really good. Yeah. Um, and that about wraps us up here. I, I, I just want to say thank you guys so much for uh, – sticking with us through this episode i'm sorry again that we're mia for a little bit but we are back uh in your ears once a week and uh love doing this episode with you so absolutely oscar uh we'll talk to you guys next week